Hey everyone, before we get started, please remember to like, subscribe, comment, uh, hit that notification bell is I think what everyone says these days. Uh, or just, you know, to let me know that you're out there, you're enjoying the podcast, and thanks a lot. Welcome to Japan According to Akil. Everything you wanted to know, or didn't think you needed to know, about Japan. With me, your host Akil. Living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode, what is this? 170? 172? I think, yeah, 172. It's episode 172 of the podcast, a full episode this time, and I'm doing a review of uh, We Couldn't Become Adults, a new Netflix movie that just came out uh, when I'm recording this. Uh, it gives a lot of insights in life, into life in Japan and, you know, I break down a lot of stuff, especially for the guys, relationship advice and things like that. I really go a bit deeper into it, but don't worry. The first part of the podcast is a spoiler free um, review of the movie. And then at some point I'll let you know. And then I get into spoiler talk and I really go deep into my thoughts and analysis of the flick. So if you've seen it already, ready, planning or seeing it. Or just have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Just go ahead, go ahead, listen, go ahead, watch. You know, I'll tell you what's up, and then you can enjoy the movie and then listen to my fucking crazy ass opinion. Okay, <laughs> so enjoy. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome, welcome back. Welcome, I'm I'm back. Let me say that. Um, after a little bit of a not a hiatus, but it's been a couple weeks since we had a chance to talk. Uh, my apologies for not being around the la- last week. Um, just me, you know, I caught a cold. Pretty much is what happened. Uh, not like you know, it wasn't the thing, but um, yeah, I just had a cold for like I think uh one or two days. Uh, I'm. Again, just like I had a really runny nose and was a little bit, um, a little bit, uh, fatigued. Uh, so I had some things to do anyway. Um, but, uh, like events, family, stuff like that. My son's uh, sports festival event, which was interesting Japanese event. Uh, so, and then I had like one day at work. And so when Sunday rolled around, I was already starting to feel better. Like, um, but <clears throat> I wasn't like 100% better. So I was just like, all right, let me just, you know, not do anything. I had, yeah, I just had like a little bit of work and then Sunday and Monday off. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to rest these next two days just to make sure like, you know, 100% fully recover. And then, uh, yeah, I got through the week again. So that's why I did, there wasn't any content for me last week or for a while. And of course this will be like a few days after a week. So it'll be like a little bit over two weeks since I didn't have, um, really put out anything. And that's, that's just the reason why, um, like, uh, yeah, I felt myself a little bit getting a little bit of a cold on Thursday last week. Then Friday, um, of course, you know, no fever or anything like that, but then Friday I had some stuff to do. I knew it was a cold, just a cold. Cause the, the weather was changing here quite a bit. Um, and then Friday I had my son's sports festival, and I went my my another one of my friends. He had this really cool NFT exhibition. Um, that um, that I went to is the first ever NFT exhibition here in Tokyo. One of my one of my real close friends here, he did that. So I, I you know I went to the sports festival, did that, and then I went to 
uh, getting to the check that out. So I was, I was tired. I was like exhausted. I was like, okay, fine. So I went to sleep. I woke up like for work the next day. I had a full day of work. My nose was like running like a faucet. <laughs> like it was so disgusting. Like it looked like my, my mask was like completely soaking wet with snot. It was like horrible. Um, but, and then like I came back and I just like slept. And then Sunday I was like, okay, I feel like uh, uh, quite a bit better. I just had half a day. And then after, after I got through my half a day, I was like, all right, I just went home and slept. And then like Sunday I was, I was like, okay, I know I'm a lot better. And then Monday I was just like shook off the last little bit of my cold and I was fine. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So, so my apologies for that, not being around for a little bit, but that, that's it. I sound, I know my voice doesn't sound 100% either, which is because I went to a house party last night or yesterday, not, not, not like a party party, but like, uh, just, um, <clears throat> just like families to family, like dinner, lunch party. And I drank, you know, I bought like a big thing of sake again. And I drank. So, um, not like a crazy amount, but you know, again, like I don't really drink that much anyway recently. So, but I, I drank a, a significant amount of some, you know, good wine, good sake, some good food. Um, so yeah, I kind of passed out. <laughs> <laughs> last night I came back home I just passed out so <laughs> so but I had today off and I took my son to the barber shop for the first time um if you are in Japan you are in Tokyo area I will say they did a really good job on my son's hair uh, it's this place called the room 806 is um a place for you know black people's haircuts basically it's, it's like a barbershop uh vibe um um and yeah yeah they did a good job really great job on my son's hair uh so he he you know he he wanted a hair he wanted a, a lineup or a shape up as we call it in Washington D.C. but he wanted one uh he just randomly told me like in the bathroom like I want I want I want a line in my hair I was like all right cool I'll take you to the barber shop I mean I mentioned it to him when he was like three years old and he was just like I don't want that shit but you know um he's getting older he's starting to think look think about style and stuff like that so you know I was kind of happy and he did great at the barber shop he had a great time you know just soaking up the atmosphere of the place and um you know, it, it was interesting and I was happy to spend that time with them because it was clear, like my son, I was just watching it and thinking back on, my son is clearly a Japanese kid. You know, he's a happy-go-lucky, kind of weird, kind of quirky Japanese kid, but it's cool that, you know, I was explaining to like my wife and my mother-in-law, like he is himself and he was comfortable in that situation, you know, and that's kind of, I mean, because I, I remember having that same kind of feeling, like, you know, growing up, like, my parents are from the Caribbean, and I was like, an, I'm a, I was an American kid, like, I'm clearly not a Caribbean kid, but I was always comfortable in a, an environment around Caribbean, Caribbean people, you know, I'd be like the American kid in the Caribbean situation, and I feel like that's an important skill for my son to have as well, for him to be himself in situations around other people who, you know, of course, you know, black culture is, is kind of part of him. So I want him to be able to understand that part, just like Caribbean culture was part of me. And, you know, I needed to kind of be aware and understand it and familiarize myself with it, you know, because it is a part of myself. And so like, you know, there was other barbershops. I was looking for barbershops, like, you know, hold on, let me, let me, let me make sure I, I give these guys a shout out. So let me, let me just put a link. Um, I'll, I'll put their website and just, you know, if there's anybody in the Tokyo area, uh, who wants a, a good cut, you know, um, a black barber, um, you know, I, I say I can vouch for them and what they did. Um, you know, 
it was an affordable price, um, you know, right in the middle of Rapungi. So, so it was good. It was good. If you're, you know, like Tokyo, Northern Tokyo, whatever, whatever, I'd say like, you know, just go there. Um, just a heads up. But anyway, um, they had Omarion, a picture of Omarion. Omarion gets his cuts there. So, like, <laughs> so you know, it's good. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so, so, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not hungover now, but I'm not, of course I'm not drinking tonight, you know, because of that. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit more chill, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, just running around with my son and, you know, hungover it in the morning. So it's not going to be a super, super long episode, but there is something really, really fun and significant, which of course, you know, cause you've read the title. It's, it's always weird, like recording this, you know, because when I record it, like, I, the stuff that I know I'm going to put on the podcast, like the title and, and, you know, the description and stuff like that, I record after. So I know, like, you know, you've heard and you know all this shit, but, like, I haven't done it yet. So I kind of, like, talk about it, but this is going to be, like, the last thing you guys <laughs> consume. So it's kind of weird like that. Um, for me, you know, I, like, as I talk, it's kind of weird for me to, you know... Um, think about it in that way but you know it's time (laughs) okay whatever anyway let's get into it so yeah this is not going to be super super long but but um as you can tell from the title of this episode uh i am going to be giving a movie review um i i just finished the movie it just premiered on netflix it's called uh we couldn't become adults is the uh english title and um i think the japanese title is uh I think so. I think that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, pretty much. Um, or is it Minami Tiny? I forgot. I forgot exactly. Um, oh, good fuck. I'm not even going to check. I, I can't remember exactly. Or we, or like we all couldn't become adults or something like that, you know. Um, again whatever fuck it whatever but anyway that's not the important thing you know you you can read the title in the description and in in the of course the trailer link which i have put in uh the description wherever the fuck you're consuming this but um but yeah pretty much um I, i i i watched i think the first half of the movie uh the other night and by the way sorry uh this might be a little bit too loud is this too loud i don't know it feels like, uh, hopefully this is not too loud. I don't know, whatever, whatever. I'm I'm just like, fucking, because when I was doing some stuff with the other, um, the other day, I might have ma- turned it, I, I changed my settings, my mic settings a little bit. So my apologies if, if my voice is too loud and my, if my voice pops a little bit, I'll listen back to it and double check, make sure it's not crazy. But, um, just looking at my levels, my levels, my mic might be a little bit too high. Um, I, I adjusted it, I think, around to the level that I normally do, but um, I don't know, whatever. Again, I'm still, you know, OBS plus uh, on GarageBand for, for for official episodes. So I'm still getting my groove, getting my groove on, getting my groove on. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, just bear with me on that. But, um, but yeah, okay, so the movie, so the movie. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, it just came out on Netflix, and then um, I think Saturday... Yeah, because I was off Sunday, too, so I had two days off in a row. So, you know, I just started watching it, and uh, the reason why I started watching it is because, you know, it's not really my type of movie. Um, 
from the from the break but but because i like i really like the actors in the movie and i was familiar with the actors in the movie so i it, i just kind of watched it you know and um yeah it, it was an interesting movie and i think it's also a beneficial it gives a lot of stuff for us to talk about and address not address but like uh i don't know talk talk about okay <laughs> analyze maybe is what i was looking for analyze breakdown is kind of what, what what i was looking to say so um here it, okay okay first okay i'm all over the place now all right so rewind slow it down so pretty much like what i was saying is um what i want to do is just to let you guys know how this episode is going to go i'm only going to focus on this movie I got a whole bunch of other backlog of shit that I keep pushing back for other episodes, but, but, you know, this, this popped up and of course it's new on Netflix. So algorithm, come on, work will work for me. <laughs> but, um, but no, um, but, but also, uh, so here's how I'm going to break it down. I'm going to first, uh, do kind of a spoiler free review, you know, for the first part, for the first part as much as possible just speak generally about the movie then at some point in time like you know whenever i exhaust that i'm gonna stop it really give my analysis in-depth analysis of, of the film itself so first i'm gonna sell you on the film then i'm gonna break it down because there's a really a lot of stuff to that i can talk about on this that would that it kind of piggybacks on a lot of shit that we've been talking about over the, the months especially related to like relationships and dating and stuff like that so it was, it was really interesting like I, I you know i was like i'm not taking notes on this thing <laughs> but but you know i i I did what I did definitely did do is after I finished it, I finished it about like you know, 45 minutes, an hour ago, um, set up everything called my parents in America. But I, per but I also, um, been texting line messaging Jeff or just bullshit with him, but I haven't watched any TV or anything like that just to keep the content a bit fresher in my mind. Um, and so that, you know, I can kind of, you know, shoot from the hip if you will like you know and, 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 and instead of like having it muddled with a bunch of other like japanese content and stuff like that so so that's what i did so so let's just get into it so before i start forgetting what the fuck i want to talk about all right um but basically you know i'm without giving too much about away about this movie well okay but before i say that the one thing that struck me about this movie though is the amount of um product placement in this movie it was kind of funny like <laughs> they squeezed in like i was like damn because japanese movies don't really do product placement like they do in the west but you know because it's a netflix film i guess like you know they're like okay we, we need some to make up for some of this money but i counted like i was like surprised at that amount of product placement in the movie it was done very subtly you know and um it wasn't like you know transformers how they do their shit but or like michael bay transformers but you know but yeah, they, it wasn't like annoying product placement, but I was just kind of like chuckling a few times because I was just like, wow, y'all really did product, product placement for this. Okay, fine. Like, you know, that's cool. Um, and yeah, so you, you'll kind of see that pop up in the movie. That was the first, that was, especially in like the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, there's a lot of product placement, um, that's really subtle, but you know, it's done. I mean, it's just like, okay. Like the major, you know, motivation for the the main characters like product placement i was like geez okay whatever anyway whatever anyway um so pretty much okay what what this 
movie is about is the main character of this story. Oh, okay, but before I start that, the actors, I was saying I like the actors because the main character of this, I talked about like a um a TV show I watched earlier this year, maybe last year, I can't remember, um called Moteki, you know, about the guy who I think wants to lose his virginity and you know, he's like meeting all these women and he wants you know, I I talked about it's like a comedy I watched on Netflix as well. Um, I don't think that had English subtitles, but, um, but he's the main actor. He's the main, he's the main guy from that. And I liked his performance in Moteki. So I saw he was in it. That's what originally got me interested in the movie. Then watching it as well. Um, I realized that the female character in this is the same, uh, main character from that movie I talked about earlier this year about, I can't remember the name of that shit at all, but you know, about the Fuzoku people who were like, you know, and she's like the staff in the Fuzoku place. And it was just like a weird kind of pointless, depressing movie. But, you know, I also liked her acting in it as well. Like her character, you know, um, was quite interesting too. So those two actors I'm familiar with, and I really like their performances. So I was like, once I saw they were in it, I was like, all right, fine, I'm just watching this fucking thing. So that's kind of what made me really watch it. And it had English subtitles, so I knew it was going to get an international release, you know. And so I was like, okay, I was like, why did they choose this one for an international release? But whatever, you know, whatever. Netflix makes these decisions, but but um, I mean, I think it's a good, it's good, and it's good for you guys who are podcast listeners as well because. Um, it is like a genuine Japanese film and, um, you know, film noir. I, I don't even know what that word means technically, but <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so pretty much, um, you know, it, it it's. I will say this movie, it's kind of one of those time traveling movies, not time traveling movie, but it skips around, which apparently Marvel's Eternals does as well. So, you know, you're going to be time jumping different eras, different decades, different points in the main character's life. And it it is not very linear. So it does go back and forth quite a bit. Um, That doesn't really make sense. There's a part in the middle of the movie that's quite confusing, even for me being familiar with Japan, Japanese culture and things like that. It, it got a bit confusing um, at about like the 45 minute mark, I'd say. Um, but stick with it. I, that's why I say stick with it. If you if you're interested in the movie until the end, the end, the time jumping kind of pays off. At first, I thought it was kind of gimmicky the way that they did it. Uh, I was like, oh, they're just, you know, but but at the end, watching how they did the cinematography for things, it makes sense why they did it like that, you know, um, because honestly, like an hour into it, I was just like, come on, you guys, like, what's up with this time jumping ship? Shit, man, like this time, you know, you know, moving time jumping, like, you know, doesn't make a movie better, you know, <laughs> but, but at the end, I would say I agree with that choice. The movie would, it, could have been done linearly um i think it could have been done linearly but it would not have been uh... yeah no 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 no, no. It, it, it would have been a boring as fuck movie if it would have been done linearly i think not boring but like it wouldn't have been able to make the statement that it made if it was done linearly. Let me say that. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. Um, I don't think it would have made the statement that. But but um, 
but yeah, um, so pretty much, you know, it's it surrounds um the main character who, you know, in heartbreak that he experiences and, you know, it kind of gives the backstory about how his life has developed and the impact of like one specific relationship on his life, as well as like some surrounding characters that he meets along the way. And um and, you know, the, for me, this type, this type of movie, this movie is very interesting for people who are interested in life in Japan for, I think, understanding Japanese people, not only, you know, their love lives, but their work, um, you know, uh, the less glamorous side of life in Japan, I think, for, for many, for maybe some people, you know, who, who, I think the... the the underbelly of, of, of Tokyo as well. I mean, not, it doesn't get like, like Yakuza underbelly, but it does get into the, um, the underclass, I think of Japan, if you will. Um, and, and people, you know, in their twenties and, and, and it kind of shows how the life path for, um, many Japanese people, some, some Japanese people that I know that I can think of turns out, you know, it, 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 it is quite interesting that way. Um, and it gives, I think, insights if you're new to Japan, if you're starting to develop like bonds or relationships with Japanese people, or if you're in a relationship with a Japanese person as well. Um, it, it can give some real context as to, you know, how life can turn out for Japanese people, which, which also means like some of the expectations and changing expectations that happen, um, you know, with throughout people's lives here in Japan. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think it's, it's quite interesting in that way. And, you know, it, it can help you kind of prepare yourself for, you know, dealing with, uh, some, some of, some of those kind of things that can happen. Um, and, and, and yeah, I'm going to, again, I'm going to get into it in the spoiler section. I'm probably going to wrap up, you know, the, the spoiler free section of this, um, for now, just because I can't really, I'm, I don't want to talk too much about the movie i just kind of prefer i like people to go in raw you know and go <laughs> i want you going raw <laughs> no prophylactics on this movie okay <laughs> okay okay uh let me make sure i'm still recording all right we're good we're good we're good let me sit back cushions okay all right um okay so so now that again that was a spoiler free section of the review so if you haven't last warning if you haven't turned this off you know if you're planning on watching the movie which i do recommend highly recommend if you're listening to this podcast it means you are interested in, or listening or watching this podcast i mean that means you are interested in life in japan so i do highly recommend you watch this so your last warning turn this shit off Go fucking watch the movie. Come back in like a few hours or a few days or whatever. You know, it's a two-hour movie. It's a bit long, but, you know, um, and then listen to the other part of this podcast, okay? It's in order. Eh, not really, but. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here we go. All right, so now this is a spoiler section. So the main character, I forget his fucking name, but... um. Yeah, like I said, the 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 movie, you know, that you you you've seen it kind of jump around from, you know, basically spanning his life the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s and now up to 2020, right? Um and basically from his 
whole it shows his 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 life up to his 40s as a shakaijin or or a contributing member of society and um you know it, it's a bit confusing because the way it starts kind of in in the present day quote unquote in 2020 and you know it bounces around spends quite a bit of time in like the 90s 2000s um until later in the movie where it shows kind of like, you know, his, his relationship with his former ex-girlfriend. Now, the part you might have missed, which is, which, you know, it, it was done very early in the movie and I kind of read part of the, of the description. So, um, I, it was done in a very Japanese way, which again, product placement, which I talked about before, you know, he checks Facebook and Facebook, he finds his ex-girlfriend who is the one who really broke his heart. It's not really, because it's a Japanese movie, like it's not really gonna, it's not really shown in a dramatic way. Um, It's funny. <laughs> yeah, just remember the part in the beginning, yeah, where he like almost fucks this, <laughs> this girl. <laughs> this like idol girl, he almost fucks her. But then she <laughs> freaks out when Tokyo Tower, the lights in Tokyo Tower go off. And he just rents this really expensive hotel and he doesn't even give it to fuck her. And just like me watching him, it just reminded me of like Moteki. Like, because that's the type of shit that, <laughs> that happened to him, like, throughout the whole series. So I'm like, this dude ain't never get no pussy. Like, <laughs> I was really frustrated. I'm like, why does he keep taking these roles? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Like every time I see him on screen, I think like he's just gonna end up with blue balls, like you know. But um, but yeah, yeah. So, but because he doesn't get any pussy from that idol girl, he checks his Facebook, Meta, wherever you want to say, you know. Again, product placement, and then he finds uh pictures of his ex girlfriend, and you know, it, the whole thing of oh, futsudayone. Like she's kind of ordinary. She's living an ordinary life, and basically, you know that that is is not again. It's not a dramatic part of the movie, and it's, it can be quite forgettable if you don't really hold on to that as being like a critical part of the movie, you know. And then from there, it kind of bounces around and shows different characters, different people. Some people, even not so eventful situations, like the yakuza guy the driver that he met that went in and like you know died in like a shootout and shit, you know. Like some, like, it's not like all characters that are necessarily um what's the word uh relevant to the story to the main story but but you know it kind of adds to kind of his, you know his kind of life experiences and a lot of those life experiences are um typical of everyday life in japan so basically the premise of the, the story is like you know which I found quite interesting because it's basically him and his girlfriend. They're just fucking hipsters, right? That's all they are, right? You know, they're young hipsters. Like they, and I've encountered this this type of Japanese person as well. People who, and it's kind of like trying desperately not to be an ordinary Japanese person to the point that it's like ordinary actually there's like a it's kind of like if i see a person that's really trying to go against the grain of anything that's typical typically japanese for me that's like a stereotypical type of person you know like you don't realize like how just basic that is like in, in some ways you know um the coolest japanese people that i've met are people who you know are just like 
themselves and not really like oh that's Japanese oh that's ordinary and you can see that in like his ex-girlfriend because you know how much you know she broke up with him because he wanted that normal life and the, how they met and the, what they talked the, the genesis of their relationship was really about you know things that are counterculture to Japan but if you think about it by the time she hit her maybe I, I guess she was like you know 40 around that time or her 40s she kind of fell into a typical Japanese lifestyle, married, kid, you know, I mean, I think like into, if I remember about like 2000, ah, oh, now that I think about it, I think it says she got married at, um, in, uh, 2011. So yeah, like, so now it's kind of coming back to me. So I think, so this might be a small little thing. They, they touch on it later in the movie that after, um, the great east japan earthquake a lot of people are getting married and if you look at because i remember the date like if you look at the pictures where she got married she got married around the the time of the earthquake which is like a completely normal kind of thing so you know again J japan is kind of like it's like that like people kind of move together the way of thinking is below the surface is very japanese so the motivating factors are kind of you know when the switch gets flipped it gets flipped for a lot of people but basically i i don't really know exactly why but i'm guessing like because you know of um the great east japan earthquake people realized they didn't want to die alone you know um it, it, this is my speculation i'm not quite sure the official reason for it um why like sociologists and stuff said but i'm guessing it's because they didn't want to die alone you know or they being alone in that situation without having someone there like they were kind of like you know faced with death and then they realized oh shit i gotta get my shit in gear and then that year there was like a lot of weddings and babies and stuff like that and it seems like around that time i think 2011 was when her character got married as well and so you gotta think like basically and it, i've noticed it kind of happens to people japanese people around 30 no matter how um liberal no matter how funky no matter how open-minded a lot of japanese people are when they start hitting that 30 35 40 you, they go right in line with like japanese society you know in that safety so what, the reason why i'm bringing this up for you know a lot of guys and things like that you might be dating a girl who is open-minded a free spirit she's so cool so great Odds are not always, but odds are eventually she's going to want that. She's going to want to get married. She's going to want a kid. She's going to want a house. She's going to want, you know, those typical kind of Japanese lifestyle, you know, checkmark things. And you have to understand that, like, even if you talk about it and she's like, no, 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 I want to be free. I want to like live in like, you know, I don't know, somewhere. All I need is like a hut and you and we can go to Thailand and we can travel the world forever and whatever. We'll be fine. No, at a certain point, like generally speaking, that's all that shit is going to be out the window you you can't say well no I, when i met you you said da, 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 da. she's gonna go like, oh, fuck this i need a house and a mortgage i need a guy who's like say shine you know so you do it right so <laughs> so <laughs> so well I'm, I'm just telling you like this is kind of like her character in this is is um, I mean, my wife wasn't like that, you know, I mean, to that degree, of course, it, there was some of that there, you know, that kind of switch kind of got flipped at, to a certain degree. But but um, you just have to understand that you can't trust that 
the girlfriend you have when you're 25 is going to be the same. She can be a completely different person after you get married. Like my wife didn't change so much like that, but I've seen and heard complete transformations after a person got engaged or got married or pressure, whatever, you know, in some, in some, in some situations it, it caused the marriage to, or the marriage or relationship, whatever to break down, but it is a thing that happens. So, um, like I told you, like, generally speaking, no matter what she says, generally speaking, like a Japanese woman wants safety and wants security. And, you know, it, at some point in time, we'll fall in line to that. Not always. I, I do know some some people, you know, who are like, and I'm not saying like they're not like adults like this movie or like hipsters or whatever, but like they are comfortable with like non-traditional lifestyles. But I'm telling you, it's a generally speaking, it's a hard sell for, uh, not a hard sell, like you're selling someone, but it's a hard thing for Japanese people to commit to just because of like the social pressures of life. You know, that's, that's all I'm saying. It, it does take like, and the person you might think is totally cool at the end of the day, wants a house, kids, a dog, a fucking mortgage, and the, you know, the, a boring, ordinary Japanese life. That's what the, not they, not, but she probably wants, you know, just to let you know. Right. And so, um, just take that moving forward now. Um, the main character, you know, he is, yeah, he's pretty much like, like he is in, in all his movies, I guess, <laughs> you know, he plays like the, the insecure Japanese guy very well. And, um, you know, you might be thinking like, dude, wh why is he like so hung up on like his girlfriend who left him in like 1999 and 20 years later? Because that's I mean, that's why I, I, I like the movie. And I don't know if you stuck around until the end. Like I, I watched until the end because there's a stinger, um, which I kind of even if it wasn't there. Um, I kind of imagined, you know, that was what they were getting at, you know, because he's like running through Shibuya and at the end of the night and uh, all night. And, you know, basically at the end, there's a stinger where they change the title. I think where we became adults or something like that. So basically, finally, he was able to get over his feelings, you know, of being stuck, um, his <clears throat> his immaturity. You know, being stuck in like the dream world of, of not wanting to mature and become a responsible citizen, a responsible member of society, basically, you know, through her influence, if you will. Right. And I, if, if I'm guessing, yeah, that I guess that all happened in the span of like. Because, you know, the beginning of the story is kind of the end is where it ends. It kind of came full circle like that. Um, <clears throat> so I like how they did that. Um uh, where he runs into like you know um his uh gay ex coworker uh who secretly is in love with him you know and but where he wasn't doing so well in life you know um and I, I personally I thought the guy was gonna commit suicide that's why I thought it was gonna go but it didn't go that way I'm kind of happy it didn't you know um but yeah you know he just wanted to push him away because he's he loved him so much and never confessed his love to him um. But, you know, in the end, you know, he was able to process that, like, I guess, get over all of those, even all of those feelings and move forward and try to become a responsible adult. Now, that character to me just thinking, like, you might be thinking, why did it take him that long to, like, get over her? It took him, like, 1999, it took him, like, about 20 years to get over this chick, basically. Um, but you got to remember, 
in Japan, like dating, you know, especially for a person like that is really tough to do. And, you know, unless you're meeting someone at your office or something like that, it's really kind of hard to date and meet somebody, you know, like in the West, you know, we can go to the grocery store and fall ass backwards into the relationship, you know, or, you know, you can just go out and wherever you we're always open to meeting people online, offline, wherever. But in Japan, it's not really like that, especially, you know, people who and, and you know, people, you know, characters like him, that people don't really have the skills to talk to the opposite sex, you know, um, and, and, and it's not really encouraged. And like, I, I have some students who are like high school students. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, <laughs> they just wouldn't even know what to do with it if they got <laughs> I'm not gonna okay, never mind, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go too off on that. But but you can tell like they have no experience um with the opposite sex, basically. I mean that's not everyone, but some schools, you know, one one school of thinking is like until you graduate high school, focus on your books and your studies. Then they're thrown out there in university and you're like, Well, I'm free, I can date and meet people and then they kind of get into the relationships and pair up and get their first girlfriend and boyfriend a lot of times in university. You know, so uh, I was talking I mean I wasn't encouraging a high school kid to to like get a girlfriend. Well, he can't because he goes to all boys school. But, you know, I was kind of like trying to like explain to him a little bit about like how women think and like give him some tips. Like, OK, when you go to university, like everyone's going to be going crazy and doing da -da -da to try and press these. girls. Just chill. Be cool. Do this. Do that. And you'll be fine. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, wow, just listen? You just listen to women? I'm like, yeah, just trust me. Just listen to them. I'm like, what? Just listen to them talk? I'm like, yeah, just listen to them talk. Ask questions. Act like you're interested. And focus on them. And then they'll think you're like the, the greatest thing in sliced bread. Especially as a first year university student. When all the guys are trying their hardest to impress all these girls. Like, you know, just chill. Like, don't do anything. Don't say anything for like the first month. You know, just keep to yourself. You know, and he's like, really? And I'm like, you know, I had to show him a blog and he was like, wow, they really just want you to listen, you know, um, and shit like that. So like, you know, like and he's like a 16 year old kid, like he just doesn't understand anything about women. And um, so you got to think like this main character as well, like he was what, like 20s, 20, whatever. And so, yeah, he just had no experience with women and same thing for her, too. But, you know, and they're like all funky. They got their ideas about whatever music and life and shit like that. I mean, it's fine, you know, but but, you know, after that relationship, he was so heartbroken that he didn't have a chance to really rebound. Oh, he did rebound with a few women, but she just scarred him so much, you know, um, you know, even yeah, the prostitute chick. Like I was like, dude, Jesus, come on, man. Like I, I, I was so disappointed in that character. Like when she, when he waited outside after she like fucked this dude. And then she, you know, I was like, dude, what are you doing? But okay, <laughs> that's another side note, whatever. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Um, but you know, he didn't even get the, fuck. well, he did fuck her, but <laughs> I was like, fine. At least he got the fucker. He got sloppy seconds, but <laughs> But still, man, come on. Um, but yeah, uh, okay, I'm getting all, I'm going all over the place. But okay, since we're going into that, like, um, <clears throat> let's let's talk about sex. Okay, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Hmm? Salt and pepper? Anybody? No, no. Okay. Um, 
Okay, whatever. Anyway, anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, sex. Okay, so I was surprised that the um the actress that I like she showed her titties in this. So I was like, whoa, you you showed those beast things. Congratulations. <laughs> That's so so bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not body shaming her at all. Like you know, but I was just surprised. Like you know, she 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 actually did a topless scene, and I didn't think she would go topless in the movie. So I was just like, wow, okay. Um, but you know, even if you know you are gonna try and date like an average normal Japanese girl, you know, who might not be so experienced with like dating guys, foreign guys, love life, or whatever that might be the experience you might have. And, you and you know, I don't know if I've, I think I've talked about it as well. Like, you know, not getting the feedback or passion that you might get from Western women, you know, in the bed is something you can kind of see on display here. Now, she kind of alludes to the fact that she was a virgin. I mean, yeah, she kind of alludes to the fact that she was a virgin. Um, you know, she said it was her first time. Well, it's kind of, again, Japan's kind of like an implied language. So we don't know it's her first time in a love hotel or her first time actually having sex. If I had to guess just from her, I'd say it's her first time having sex, you know, um, just because... Um, just, just, just her age, or the way she carried herself, the character carried herself, and things like that, um, which is totally fine, you know. Um, but you know, if if you notice how shy she was, you know, wanting him to turn off the lights, seeming you know completely like scared, if you might have a girlfriend that's like that in the bed, like dead serious. I'm just saying, like you know. So that's what I say, like you know, take your time be gentle a lot more gentle so also okay if you listen to some of the words we talked about when we were doing the dirty talk you'll hear daijoubu itai oh daijoubu okay you know stuff like that like you know <clears throat> the, the sex scene is not too graphic you know but but you you can kind of get a feel for and see some of i'm sure you'll even if you've like dated conservative girls like you know in your home country i'm almost 100 percent sure like is you'll be like, whoa, she looks like she's traumatized by doing this, you know, um, but she's not like she's just from her side, you know, just to give you some interpretation, she's embarrassed and she's nervous, you know, and, and so again, Japanese people, you know, shame and embarrassment doesn't really know how to deal with those emotions. So to deal with them, she kind of clams up, you know, um, that's why she wants him to turn the lights off. All the lights are like turning lights off might be a big thing. Cause she's so embarrassed. She doesn't want him to see her things like that. You know, like when she does get talked, she covers up her body. You know, she doesn't really know how to loosen up and just kind of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the sack, you know, it's just more like, this is happening kind of thing, you know, and doesn't really know how to process all those things. So, um, you know, of course, each person is different, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you might have that kind of experience that might be different from, you know, your experience with women in your home country. My advice to you is just one, don't feel you got to just get used to it. And just understand, like, you know, you're not doing anything wrong, especially if you're, you know, if it's not like a one night fling, if it's like your genuine girlfriend, you know, you're going to be the man, you're going to have to take the lead, but do it in a gentle way and do it in like, like, I think like he does in, in 
the movie, I think, is a really good kind of case study for how to handle the situation. I mean, you don't have to be all, like, nervous and, like, awkward about it. But also, you know, you don't want to be like, you know, come here, girl. Mm, give me, you know, smack that ass. Or, like, or anything like that. You just kind of need to kind of work with the person and kind of make them feel comfortable. Let them know, you know, everything's okay, you know. Um, and because even if you try to, like, oh, you're so pretty or something, and try to make her open up, she might not open up at all i mean not, i'm not saying like open up like you open up and let you i mean i'm <laughs> but i'm saying i'm saying like emotionally you know like open up and and kind of uh you know let her passionate side come out like you know no the person she just might be conservative like that and and that might be you have to deal with her on that level you know so um just just you know don't push too hard on that you know kind of thing and take baby steps and take your time with that person to make them because all you want you want to make them feel comfortable you want to make them feel good so uh you don't want to like because because actually she might look like she's traumatized but you know want you to sweep her off her feet but then if you try and get too aggressive it might really traumatize her like oh my gosh like what do i do you know in this situation it's kind of too fast or whatever so so just take your time and go slow uh, if you're dealing with that type of person it is my personal advice um there was one more thing i wanted to cover ah yeah as well the main character his relationships um I think there's a few things with relationships like the first one, uh, you know, the girl who he dated for several years that didn't work out. That's another another point that you can really focus on, you know. Um, so first in the beginning, it was a bit unclear because, you know, they broke up and she she got pissed off. She's like, give me back my year, years of my life. Give me back the time you wasted because because, again, she was at the point probably late 20s, early 30s where she wanted to get married. You know, she hit that wall like. I'm we're on this path for that life and I want that and you know if you can't deliver it to me you're fucking wasting my time you know and so this is like that type of conversation and situation is basically what I want you guys to be able to avoid that's what I'm talking that's why I kind of talk about being you know understanding going into a relationship if so instead of just like yeah we'll figure it out and see what's what'll happen if she likes you she's gonna fall in love with you if she falls in love with you she's gonna want to marry you if she's gonna want to marry you she's gonna want the traditional life that's generally what's gonna happen so when you start dating a japanese woman generally speaking from the beginning you have to understand this is what you're getting yourself into right and i mean when you're in your early to mid you know when you're in your early to mid 20s it's fine but again beginning yourself established here in japan like those kind of things like you got to have a game plan you got to be on the ball especially if you start getting into a relationship because the clock is ticking and by the time it gets to the point where she like you can see in the show i mean like he's still all over the place and he's you know he's trying to avoid that kind of ordinary life but that situation you can see like meeting her mom and things like that that lunch kind of with mom like that's how it goes it's like i'm introduced you know and she can see she's like i don't think we should introduce him to your dad because uh this might not go well like the the mom is the first line of defense in a traditional kind of way that's kind of what ordinary people ordinarily happens so if you're in a relationship and she kind of talks about meeting the mom that's or meeting the parents you're on like the fast track to marriage so you know either get your life plan together asap or you know have an honest conversation with the person like dead fast in a hurry i'm um, in and, and not like well i want to do this i'm trying to do this 
No, 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 no. You need to be like very specific. Look, I don't want to get married or yes, I want to get married. You know, I can't I can do this for you for us. I can't do this for you and for us. And you need to be very clear about it because, you know, I, I it hasn't been my personal experience, but I can imagine and I might have heard as well um, that um, that's like, for example, that type of girl, you know, she her goal is just like get the ring on the finger, get married. Then she gets there. Then she wants to go to the next stop. You know, she's kind of like go as far as I can see is when I get there, I'll see further. But not, that's not her plan. It's just she's only, you know, seeing as far as she can uh, going, as you know, seeing as far as she can see. She's only thinking about as far as she can see. So she's only think to the finish line of getting to the wedding. Right. So um, even if she like that type of girl might say, oh, yeah, totally. I understand. Don't worry about it. I know, like, you know, we'll figure it out. And then after you get married, she's like, okay, figure it out right now. Cause we need to, you know, I'm 30, uh, like, or some, some shit like that. Like, you know, and then you might be like, what the fuck? I married a completely different, you're a completely different person. I married, but, but you, but I'm not saying this, she's not tricking you or she's not like gaming you. It might feel that way, but it's not, it's just like her priorities have changed. You know, again, that, that, that instinct kind of kicked in at that point. And, you know, you can kind of see how it played out with him. And by the time it gets to the point where she's freaking out, yelling and crying at you like she did when she left, like you don't want to be in that situation. Trust me. You just don't want to have that happen. Right. So so that's why whatever you do, get your life plan together as soon as possible, early, fast and just you know get on the ball as soon as you get here. So that you're in a position where you don't got to deal with that shit. Right. Um, what you call it? Again, that's not everybody. No, I'm not trying to pigeonhole all Japanese women or all Japanese people. But again, this is a podcast I know mainly for guys. And so um, I've been doing a lot of dating advice stuff in the future, in, in the past. So I just really always, every chance I get, hammer this home, you know, because um, you, you can kind of see how it can play out with a Japanese guy who actually does have a career and a good job, you know. So you coming to Japan trying to get yourself established, you really got to be on the ball, double on the ball, right? Um, not that's not your competition. I mean, but you know the person that's kind of what they're expecting. So, so um, yeah. Speaking of uh, his life and his career, this character though, I would say you know because he's let's say let's say forty three, forty four, maybe I think is what he said. Like in twenty twenty, I think this character would be totally fine actually if he um like like the um end of the movie alludes to that he has been able to put his feelings um beside and he and he actually wants a normal ordinary life because you know at the end of the movie his career is going well he's probably like a manager at a really you know good company right now so you know he lives in Meguro you know which is like near the area I used to live um <laughs> look at me <laughs> you know I used to live near Meguro no <laughs> no nah, nah, but um but um he, you know he's in central Tokyo so he's kind of plugged in to that he ticks all the boxes of a desirable partner so if he does enter you know if he does like for example just enter like a konkatsu like a, a um wedding app or something like that there's like a wide variety of japanese women who would want to marry him in a heartbeat 
like in their early to mid 30s in a heartbeat who would just be like, oh, boom, boom, boom. You take all the boxes. Great. Let's do it. You know, so he it, it, it would, you know, he if he really, you know, is full on that character builds up the courage to actually, you know, say, hey, I want an ordinary life. Yes, I want, you know, to be married, to have kids. Again, he's a guy, so he can kind of do that at 40 something. Right. You know, and, and he has like the he's he's been able to achieve a certain level uh, in his career where he can do that. So, um so I, you know, if he if he's full on, which it, which is kind of implies he he is, he's kind of gotten her out of his system. I kind of was hoping that that they would kind of meet each other again, but then I was like, wait a second, it, like he's in Shibuya drinking at like late at night. She's got she's married with like a kid. There's no way in hell they're gonna meet. And you know, a Japanese in a, in a Hollywood movie, he'd meet her again, but you know, and then they'd have some talk or something like that. But it's a Japanese movie, so it doesn't really work like that, right? Um, so he just meets the gay guy and gets drunk with him and falls in the trash you know <laughs> yeah um but but you know that that's how these things work so um I, I i i i like the movie because it was a lot more grounded it was a lot more realistic you know um in again like my experience in japan i wasn't here in the 90s but you know 2004 was kind of the tail end of the 90s so around the time he broke up with her like the way they dressed and things like that like big scarf and stuff like that. like i i kind of remember like fashion being like that around that time and, and moving up into the present so that was kind of interesting to see um and yeah 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 again it, it was it was i think a good movie um especially a good case study on all those different levels it, again, it, because it jumped around so much, like I think explanation was kind of needed and it is the type of movie it will make a lot more sense, especially, you know, if you don't live in Japan, like watching it the second time will make a lot more sense to you. But then again, I was thinking about it, it's not the type of movie that would be worth watching twice for me personally. Like, you know, it's not that deep. Um, but but just because it jumps around so much like you know it might be stuff that you might there's a lot of important stuff in the beginning that you might miss if you if you know or in subtle things you might miss if you if you just are just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and reading subtitles and stuff like that so um but but yeah but yeah um i think i think it was it was, it was a good flick um and, and and definitely check it out i definitely recommend it um, good job to whoever made the movie. Again, you know, I like the characters. I, I generally like the story. Um, again, the middle part did drag a little bit for me. Um, but you know, um, I, it, it ended quite strong and I think the ending really brought it back together. So I saw like, okay, that's what you guys are doing. Hmm, gotcha. So, okay. All right. That's it for me on this episode, uh, full episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the movie as well. Uh, let me know what you think with a comment, with a, Whatever the whoop-de-doo, whatever. All right, so let me get out of here, and I will holler at you next time. Peace.